Let us open our Bibles to Psalm 90, depending on what edition of the King James Bible you may have. You may have a superscript to this psalm or not. If you have a superscript which has been received from the Jewish scribes by tradition, which we don't consider to be inspired, but we consider it to be helpful at times, and it doesn't change the meaning of the words whatsoever. It says it's a prayer of Moses, the man of God. Moses wrote songs. We read them in the first five books of the Bible, and he very well may have written this psalm. If he did, it's most interesting because the psalm tells us that a man's life is to be 70 years in length, and if by reason of strength... Then it will be 80 years in length, but Moses lived to be 120, so that would have been quite a work of inspiration for a man that lived to be 120 to write that man's days are to be three score and ten. Now, David lived to be three score and ten exactly. But uh, that beside the point, if you have a superscript, you're going to run into it. We want to read this psalm because it describes the brevity of life. It describes God's providence in good things and evil things in man's life, his chastisement upon man, and a prayer at the end for the beauty of the Lord our God to shine upon us and to prosper the work of our hands and to establish our work. In the light of the brevity of life and our duty to pursue wisdom, let us all stand together and read Psalm 90 in unison. Together, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Thou turnest man to destruction, and sayest, Return. Ye children of men, for a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday when it is past, and as a watch in the night. Thou carriest them away as with a flood. They are as asleep. In the morning they are like grass which groweth up. In the morning it flourisheth and groweth up. In the evening it is cut down and withereth. For we are consumed by thine anger, and by thy wrath are we troubled. Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore years and ten, and if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off, and we fly away. Who knoweth the power of thine anger? Even according to thy fear, so is thy wrath. So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Return, 
O Lord, how long? And let it repent thee concerning thy servants. O satisfy us early with thy mercy, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad according to the days wherein thou hast afflicted us, and the years wherein we have seen evil. Let thy work appear unto thy servants, and thy glory unto their children. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us, and establish thou the work of our hands upon us. Yea, the work of our hands establish thou it. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Thank you, great God and blessed Father, for such wonderful words. Whether it be Moses or David, the psalmist writes by inspiration, Lord, thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. That is where we go to hide. That is where we go for strength. That is where we go for comfort. That is where we go for help is to the Lord himself as our dwelling place. Psalm 91, which is the next psalm, will tell you. That it's the man who hides himself in the secret place under the wings of the Almighty that is blessed and protected with all the promises of protection in that 91st Psalm. It tells us in verse 2 about the eternal nature of God, and this was mentioned last Lord's Day. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, Thou art God. He is from everlasting to everlasting. That is eternal in both directions. That is a long time. There is none like the Lord our God. He chastens men and says, Return, ye children of men, to the dust that you were created from. They're like a sleep. They're like grass. You know, a sleep, isn't your sleep usually over with before you wish it was? I mean, the Lord, want, the Lord knows you understand, and it's like grass. It flourishes in the morning, and it's dried up by the afternoon. And so is our lives. They are so short. Now, the first half of this psalm is describing God's chastening, and it sounds rather hopeless. It describes us in verse 7, For we are consumed by thine anger, and by thy wrath are we troubled. You've set our iniquities before thee. Our secret sins are seen in the light of your countenance. Verse 11, who knoweth the power of thine anger? Even according to thy fear, so is thy wrath. That's a very interesting statement there. According to thy fear, so is thy wrath. That means you can't fear God too much. You can fear God in the wrong way, but you can't fear him too much. Because of whatever degree of fear you have of him, his wrath is greater. I have said at times, if God is half what the Bible describes him to be, he is worthy of everything that we can give him. And the point that I'm trying to make by that bizarre statement is that he's greater than you can imagine. We must take the words of the Lord as they are given to us. And that's what verse 11 is describing. The chastening is there in the first half. But notice that this man who sounds rather hopeless, return in verse 13, he says, Return, O Lord, how long? And let it repent thee concerning thy servants. Change the way that you've been dealing with us and make us glad again. Make us happy and cause us to rejoice 
And so the psalm ends with a prayer that God's work would appear unto them and God's work and his glorious work would appear to their children and that God would let the beauty of himself be upon Israel and that he would establish the work of their hands. This is a wonderful prayer to make. If you want a prayer to make while you're driving to work in the morning, here it is. Let thy work appear unto thy servant. Go ahead and make it singular for yourself. And thy glory unto their children. If you'll bless me as your servant today in my job, your glory is going to appear to my children because they're going to see your blessing. Let the beauty, let your beauty, O Lord, be upon us and establish the work of my hands this day. Did God establish the work of the hands of the Israelites? They were slaves in the land of Egypt. He brought them out of the house of bondage and put them in the land of Canaan. And did he ever establish their work of of their hands? They had a kingdom under David and Solomon that stretched from the Euphrates in present Iraq all the way to the Nile River. From the Jordan Basin on both sides all the way to the Mediterranean Sea. A great kingdom. He established the work of their hands under Moses, Joshua, the judges, and those kings. I want verses 10 through 12, and you want them. Verse 10, the days of our years are threescore years and ten. Life is short. Life is short. Life is too short to be unhappy. Life is too short to neglect the Lord God for one day. Life is too short not to be happily married to your Christian spouse. Life is too short to wait one day to confess your sins. Life is too short to wait until tomorrow or next week to tell your sons something they need to hear to be godly men. Because the days of our years are threescore years and ten, and if you happen to have some genetic strength by the grace of God, you're only going to live to be 80 or thereabouts. I don't care if you can tell me about an exception in North Dakota that lived to 114. I couldn't care less. There's 6.8 billion on earth, and you don't have a calculator big enough to calculate what one is out of 6.8 billion. You can't even tell me what percentage that is, and you can't put it in a fraction. Because you don't even know what 6.8 billion is, so don't listen to the newspapers. By you going to GNC and buying their overpriced pulp vitamins, you're not going to live to be 114. You're going to be, you're going to live to be 70 if God's merciful to you, and you're going to live to be 80 if you have a strong genetic base that He blessed. You didn't choose your genes. God did. Let's not worry about this verse. Let's trust it and humble ourselves and submit to it. When David died at the age of 70, the Bible says he died in a good old age, full of days. That language sounds good to me. But if you live to be 80, you know what it says? Yet is their strength, the best days out of 80, is labor and sorrow. Now there's more to it than that. Remember, I said the first half of this psalm sounds rather hopeless. There's more to life than that. Jacob wasn't telling the whole story when he stood before Pharaoh and said, The years of your servant have been miserable and terrible. And I haven't even lived as long as my father's. I mean, he sounded so negative. He had a, his family was a mess. And we know that. But I'll tell you, Jacob also walked with God. Jacob built Bethel and 
God appeared to him on a ladder with angels going ascending and descending from heaven. The Lord was with Jacob, gave him wonderful children, some wonderful children like Joseph and Benjamin and others that did bless his life. But I want you to know this verse. Life is short, and even in its best state, in certain respects, it is nothing but labor and sorrow. When you have the greatest strength, the greatest labor is expected from you. In what you're hoping would be the prime time of your life, there's always going to be sorrow attached to it. Then verse 12. We've already looked briefly at 11. So teach us to number our days. Do you know why we need to be taught this? Because we do not do it by nature. Men do not prepare for the day of death because for some reason, our deceitful heart, you know the reason, our deceitful heart tells us it's not going to happen to us. It's not going to come. It's still off in the distance if it ever comes. We don't think about it. So we live without regard to the future. We're always going to be young. We're always going to be healthy. We're always going to be strong. We're going to be able to work with the same level of power. We're going to be able to think with the same level of acuity. And we cannot. So we need to be taught. And God needs to teach us. And He needs to send His Holy Spirit to tell us to number our days. And that numbering of your days doesn't mean to number tomorrow because you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring forth because tomorrow could bring forth a myocardial infarction of your heart. That's a heart attack. You don't know what's going to come tomorrow, so he's given us today. And let's give him today. And let's apply our hearts to wisdom today. We have today. If you're married, you have today. Who cares about tomorrow? Love your spouse today. Tell your children something good for the benefit of their souls today. Teach us, O oh Lord, to number our days right. that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. It's to number them that there are so few. It's to number them that all I have is today. It's to number them I've already squandered so many. Take your age and multiply it by 365 and consider the number of grains of sand that have already gone through the timer. Right. Lord, help us. We need to burn ourselves out in the days we have left to make up for the days we've squandered. Amen. Help us to do that, O oh Lord. Burn ourselves out in the pursuit of your wisdom. Right. So teach us to number our days, that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom, so that when we reach that day, whether it be 70 or 80 or 90, or 114, because of your good eating habits, you will be able to say in that day, I have applied my heart to wisdom all the days of my life. And I am looking forward to meeting the God of wisdom. And that you can have the assurance and comfort in your heart. And there can be the assurance and comfort in the hearts of your family. That that is indeed true of you. And that God can be pleased when he meets you on the other side of your chariot ride. May the Lord bless. Psalm 90. He has dwelt and lived and existed from everlasting to everlasting, and he has been the dwelling place of his people in all generations. Right. Let that be true of your generation and of the generations that proceed from you, that he has been our dwelling place. Right. Amen.